Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children in the 80s, 90s, and even in the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. Uh, this week, I do have Mike back with me, TFG1 Mike. And hello. Hello, sir. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, well, we kind of did kind of did this before here when we did the uh, Casey Kasem tribute. And Mike, you brought it up and said that maybe we should do something on Lee Thompson Young. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lee Thompson Young was a Disney Channel star. Uh, started out of the famous Jet Jackson. After Jet Jackson kind of went away, um, I kind of lost track of him. And then I caught an episode of Rizzolian Isles and I'm like, hey, what's Silverstone doing on Rizzolian Isles? That's friggin' awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sadly, Lee passed away last year due to a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, I don't know exactly why or what the, not sure what was going on in his personal life, but, uh, what had happened was he, um, he just, according to the news reports that I read, he just didn't show up to work one day to Rosalie Isles and that wasn't norm. That wasn't normal for him not to do that. And, uh, they had, um, Apparently he was in the middle of filming, but they had already had episodes completed with him in it. So even after the news broke, there was like one or two episodes or maybe even three of the fourth season that showed up after he died. So it was kind of weird for me watching it, knowing that, hey, guess what? He's not coming back. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't I don't mean to laugh when I you know when I say he's not coming back, but it's just one of those things where I felt really weird. Like they did one episode and it was like the week of his death, and he was kind of in it a little bit, but not really. And then at the end of it, it says in, you know in, in memory of of Lee Thompson Young at the end. You, you know usually they do the dedication episode, and I figured okay, well that's going to be it. The next three weeks there was episodes with him in it. And then they did the um, they did a storyline for him where they said he was on vacation to kind of explain the character absence because the character uh, of Barry Frost and Rosalind Isles hadn't really at that point in season four he he wasn't a ma he's a major character but he wasn't in any major storylines um, he's oh god he's not a he's not a Sipowitz he's a Who's one of the one of the guys on NYPD Blue that is important but isn't at the front line? You know, he's one of those background characters, but at the same time, he's not a background character. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, I totally understand what you're talking about. Um, so there wasn't anything major, like major cases going on with him, um, and then uh, they brought season five back recently. Um, and the first two episodes deal with his with his death. Uh, very, very like the second episode is basically his funeral, the character's funeral, hmm. and I could tell that all of the cast when they would talk about him, it's not just the characters. You know, it's not just them acting as the characters. It's their thoughts of him, yeah. of Lee Thompson Young. Uh, at the end of the episode, when Angie Harmon is giving the eulogy. She's not just playing Jane Rizzoli. She's talking about Lee Thompson Young. Um, she's not just talking about the character of Barry Frost. And it, it's just one of those things where it was really awesome. Um, I don't, like I said before, I don't know what is going on or what was going on in his personal life that would, you know, lead him to commit suicide. It's a very, very sad thing. Suicide is bad. Uh, you know, um, but. Well. He was, according to what I had seen from news reports, was that he had been suffering from bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. um, he was taking medication and was he had actually been suffering from pretty heavy depression before his death. So it probably all led up, and and I can completely understand how that could come about. You know, I mean, I've, I'll admit, guys, um, here here we go. I'll come out and tell everybody this: I suffered from depression. I'm on Prozac, mm -hmm. but you know, I I've been down that path. 
haven't ever slipped my wrist or anything like that, but I know where he was. I can understand that. Yeah. So it's it's rough ride, and you know, unfortunately, he just didn't get the help that he needed. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, but um, his acting career started with. I mean, honestly, he is one of those uh, startup kind of Disney Channel stars. His acting career, according to Wikipedia, now IMDb is probably different, but uh, according to Wikipedia, he started as. Uh, yeah, pretty much. They're pretty much both the same. 1998 is when he started acting uh, as Jet Jackson slash Silverstone in the famous Jet Jackson on Disney Channel. Yeah, I love that show. Oh uh, God, it, yes. <laughs> it was. They it had such cool characters. Um, well, the the thing that I really liked is that you got a chance to see him being an actor, and he was basically acting as two different people. He was acting as Jet Jackson, who was kind of just, mm-hmm. I want to come back to my. You know, I want to. I want to live here in Carolina. You know, in Carolinas, and I want to just be me, and I don't want to have all the hassle and the hoopla of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then he's. You see him doing that, and then you see the show within a show with with Silverstone, where he's the s- secret spy. And I, I, I just love that. I I thought it was awesome how they put that together. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was very, very awesome because he would oftentimes, Jet would oftentimes bring home the Silverstone gadgets and that was, yes. always, <laughs> it was always really, really cool. Um, there's a couple of here, there's a couple of actors in this that you don't see all that often anymore. Um, now, I, I don't know why, but um, his buddy in the show, J.B. Halliburton, played by Ryan Summers Baum, I don't think I've seen him on any other Disney Channel thing ever since Jet Jackson. No. Um, Carrie Duff is Kayla West. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. Gordon Green as his father. Um, is Was that the Gordon? No, that couldn't have been Gordon from Sesame Street. No, no. No, Okay. Um, you know, uh, it's just one of those things where I'm not sure what happened to, to the cast of the famous Jet Jackson, obviously outside of Lee, um, that they just don't seem like they've done it was too like, much. Yeah. It was like they fell off the face of the earth after pretty much. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame because they're, I thought that it was really good. Well acted. Mm-hmm. You know why people didn't come back? I'm not sure. Yep. Um, and Nigel Sean Williams as Artemis was awesome. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that character. It's yeah. so cool. Um, and then you know after the the series kind of wrapped up, you had the movie, and by the time the movie came out, I was like, okay, wait a second. And then I realized um, at the time, the movie came out in 2001, so Superman the Animated Series had already happened. Justice League was just beginning. Um, I don't think to the to the point of the Jet Jackson movie, I don't think I had ever, unless, well, maybe Starship Troopers. I try to forget that movie. Um, I don't think at that point, I don't, I don't remember at that point if I had ever seen Michael Ironside live. I think there are only two other movies that I've seen him live, like not not just voice acting, but live actual acting. The other two movies were, as I said, Starship Troopers. The other one was um, The Next Karate Kid. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> well, I, I know that he was also in um, the StarQuest, or not StarQuest, SeaQuest yeah, like Qu- uh, uh, DSV. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he came back to do, it was like the 2032 version or something like that. Uh, and it was basically picking up after Roy Scheider left. And he just didn't have the charisma that Roy did, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm looking here, and I'm, you know what, I'm seeing a bunch of stuff here with, with Lee Thompson Young. I mean, just... Oh, absolutely. I mean, his, you know, his uh, his filmography is just out there. It yeah. really, really is. Um, I mean, the guy has done so, so much. He's, uh, let's see here. Obviously, you know, Jet Jackson, he then went on to Johnny Tsunami, which is one of the Disney Channel original movies. 
I remember seeing uh, it. I thought it was pretty decent. <laughs> Never saw the sequel. <laughs> he was in the. There was a sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> he was uh, Jake. He was in Jake 2.0. He was in the Guardian. He was in the Jersey. He was in Redemption, the Stan Tukey Williams story. Uh, he was a voice on the Proud Family as one of the teen versions of the twins. Uh, he was in Shaolin Showdown. He was on South Beach for an ep- for about five episodes. He was in Smallville for two episodes as Cyborg. Yes. I remember seeing that, and I, I remember thinking, wow, he looks really familiar. Where have I seen him before? And I went <laughs> like, oh, shit, that's Jeff Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he was in Scrubs. He was in Lincoln Heights. He was in Flash Forward. He uh, he was in he was in the event, and he was also in an episode of CSI New York. And really, on it, you know, he's been in a lot of stuff, and he's done a, he did a lot in his acting career. But honestly, for me, what it boils down to is Jet Jackson and Rizzolian Isles. Yeah, I have not seen the first two seasons. I've wikied them. And I know what happens in the first two seasons, but I have actually not been able to see the first two seasons of Brazilian Isles yet. I don't I last time I looked it wasn't on Netflix. I haven't checked iTunes to see if it's on there. Um I think it is, but I haven't checked to see if the first two seasons are. Yeah, it's it's uh, still not still not there, unfortunately, on Netflix, because I looked this morning and Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of screwed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I picked it up season three, the beginning of season three. Um, and that cast really, really shocked me because I kept hearing, um, Corsac and I'm like, where have I heard that voice? Where have I heard that voice? Bruce McGill, Bruce, where have I seen him before? He's been a number of presidential general type characters in many, many, many things, uh, I just actually had to go back and rewatch uh, 1997's uh, Clooney Kidman movie, The Peacemaker. Oh. He's in that as a president. Uh, Corsac from from this is in that as a, as one of the presidential advisors. I love the guy. I love his voice, um, and I love Corsac as, as a character on the show. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of really excited to go back and watch the first two seasons to really see what happens, but. Think about this, though. You've got Dr. Mara Isles. She is so far from Special Agent Kate Todd. I was, I didn't recognize her. I didn't recognize Sasha Alexander because she originally was on uh, NCIS with Mark Harmon in the first two seasons, and they killed her off because she wanted to go do other things. And when I heard about Rosalie and Isles, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's Angie Harmon. She used to be on Law & Order. I loved her on that, and, you know... I love Angie Harmon in general. Anytime she shows up in anything. um, Yeah. (laughs) Just watch Agent Cody Banks, people. Just for Angie Harmon. Not for anything else. Um, uh, That red jumpsuit. Oh, my God. Puts Britney Spears to shame. Um, (laughs) uh, But I I didn't even recognize Sasha Alexander in this because she's not a a brunette or or a dark-haired chick like she was in NCIS. Her hair is kind of reddish blonde in this. And I was like... Whoa! Wait, what? Yeah. Um. Uh, and you got um. Uh, oh God, what was her name? Karen. What's the character's name? Damn it, Karen. Uh, you got Mrs. Goodfella. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, uh, um. T- I know. I know what the actress name is. I'm trying. You, you've got Mrs. Goodfella, Lorraine Bracco. There. In uh, this, no, I, I know her yeah. name. I was trying to think of um, Angela. Yeah, I was trying to think of Karen Pruitt or what, what, whatever Henry's last name was. I, I forget. But basically, Goodfellas. Uh, you've got her. You've got Karen from Goodfellas as the mother in this. <laughs> I nearly died. She looks good for her age. I, oh I mean, wow, she does. Yeah. Think about this though. Go, you know, re- rewind to 1995. She was one of the villains along with Fisher Stevens in Hackers in 95. Oh, good God. That was her? Yup. 
Oh, Jesus. The only reason why I know it's her is because I, I know her voice like, oh, my. Every time I hear that voice and j- now that she's playing, you know, a Bostonian type mother. Oh, man. When she drops her eyes, she drops her eyes. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah. You got it going on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I know. I got a buddy of mine who's from Boston and he's he's all about that. He says, oh, yeah, man, you got to you got to work. You got to talk like a Southie out here. Before we kick no. your ass. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you got Jordan Bridges as Frankie Rizzoli Jr. You've got, uh, like I said, Bruce McGill and, and Lorraine Bracco. Um, I, what I love about this show is the, the relationships. You had uh, Frost and Frankie, you know, the guys, guys, and, and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, crap. Jordan Bridges. I don't know. I'm going to have to click on his name to see if he's from Boston. But if he isn't, he um, he puts on a really – no, he was born in California. Um, oh, my God. Dude, do you know who this guy is? He is the son of Bo – he's a Bridges Bridges. Oh, he's the son shit. of Bo Bridges. Oh, oh my God! Grandson of Lloyd. Oh my God, he's related. He's to one of the Kevin boys. Flynn. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> he's related to Tron. Um, yes. <laughs> but I was, I was really surprised with his performance, and I, I don't know if that's his. I don't know if he's putting on on an accent but for someone who wasn't born in boston frankie does a damn good boston accent oh yeah um so you've got frankie and or yeah frost and frankie you've got corsac you've got uh mara and 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 jane and really this show is really all about relationships people might look at resilient isles and say oh it's just another police procedural while it is on its surface, the crimes really aren't the focus. The focus is what is going on in the characters' personal lives. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what you want to see. I mean, going back and forth between uh, uh, Mora and uh, Jane, just bouncing along there, you see a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, and now with the storylines progressing, I have no idea where season five is going to go. I really do. I, I have no clue. With with, with Frost gone, uh, have, have you seen the, the first two episodes? No, the- I, I tried to pick it up, and unfortunately I was not able to watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but... In the third episode, Jane obviously is still feeling the after effects of, of Barry's death. And during the episode, Corsac, you know, goes up to her and says, I, you know, I want you to have a say in this. But um, the department is looking into, and these are his words exactly, looking into replacing Frost. And she just looks at him like like a little child would look at you and say, but – but no, they no, they want to replace no. He goes and he goes. I know, I know, I know. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. As much as I like it, not necessarily without Frost, but as much as I like where the show's going, I'm really scared and skeptical of what they do with with Resilient Isles, with bringing in a new character to replace the spot that he had yeah unfortunately i mean there's you see a lot of this when when people die in real life when you see new characters getting replaced and it's it's hard on the show a lot of times they don't bounce back i mean you know you've got for example we've got roseanne where mm-hmm. becky left we have <laughs> you know that was that was a whole a whole uh you know darren and dick you know dick sergeant dick switch type thing <laughs> uh, you've got you know, I mean, you've got that. You've got, uh, oh, geez, I'm trying to think of half. Of, uh, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Uh, oh, John Ritter. When John Ritter passed away, he was right in the middle of Eight Simple Rules. 
Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, just it was tough. They they ended up having to bring in both David Spade and James Garner in order to try and fill the spot that John Ritter had left. It would have been fine with just Gardner, honestly. Yeah. I I am not like post John Ritter. Eight Simple Rules was not as good because of David Spade. I'm sorry, I am not a David Spade fan. Neither am I. Neither am I. I don't. I don't like his style of comedy. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm scared, skeptical, as well as curious as to who they might bring in and how long. Like, I hope it's storyline. Obviously, it'll be storyline based, but I, I I don't want them to just do a soap where this person is now playing. You know, you know, have you, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched soaps, but there are times where if you watch soaps that say an actor or an actress is sick that day and couldn't come to work or something, they'll say right as the, like as soon as the person enters a room in, in a scene, they'll say this person is now playing the role of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I hope they just don't drop somebody in her lap. And, and just say, hey, here's a new character. Let's go. I hope it's tied to a storyline or to a case. Uh, maybe somebody, you know, transfers from a different Massachusetts department. Maybe somebody comes from state police. Maybe somebody comes in from Chicago. I, I don't know. Just, as, long as, this, as long as it makes sense for the story and for the characters, I'm fine. I'm still scared as to who the hell they would get and whether it would be another male or whether it would be – not that it matters male or female to me, but whether it would be one of the other or, or what – I just don't know what's going to happen with the show now. Yeah. I know, I, I know they're going to continue it. I know they're going to have a full um, – I think it's 10 or 15 episode season this for season five. Oh. Um, I don't know what's going to happen after season five. That's what's kind of scaring the hell out of me, honestly. I'm, you know, I want to see it go on. I like the show, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, I, I, like I said, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from it. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, fortunately he was not like, he was one of those background major characters in a sense, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't one of the main cast members of Rizzoli or Isles. Having, you know, Angie Herman or Sasha Alexander go, then you'd have a huge problem. Well, yeah, but I mean, still, he did play a huge part in in the show. So, I mean... Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's it's one of those things where... That entire unit, the from uh, you know from the lieutenant who dates her mother, from Corsac to uh, to to Rizzoli to to Frankie to Frost, that was one of the you know that that was a core unit you know to to, to even Doctor Isles and her little assistant there, um, you know that's a core family unit right there that you have plus you know you add in Jane's mom and her other brother Tommy. Um, so it's not going to be easy for them to find somebody. And like I said before, as long as the story makes sense, it should be fine. I'm hoping TNT will um, pick it up for a sixth season right now on Wikipedia. It only lists 12 episodes for season five. Um, so. Well, let's hope. I mean, it's... If they do, I mean, they could do a sixth season and maybe just close out everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just just kind of a okay, things kind of fell apart after Frost left, and yeah, you know, we'll hopefully hopefully we'll tie that all together and just kind of end it on a nice note. But you know, it's possible they could just leave us completely hanging. True, I really don't want that. No, I, I'm hoping that they'll. That they will, um, you know, even if season five is the last season, which they have yet to bill it as that, like I haven't seen anything on TNT to say, hey, this is the final season of Rizzoli and Isles. Um, as long as they give us a good send off, you know, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead here. Let's I, I know we're kind of going a whole bunch on Rizzoli and Isles. Let's mm-hmm. step a bit back here to get back to Lee Thompson Young here. Uh, 
I, I know we kind of touched a little bit on what he did before with, with Jet Jackson and the movie. Uh, mm. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the movie itself because that was something I really remembered that stuck in my mind more than anything else that they did with uh, the TV series Jet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I loved it. The fact that they did a whole switch, that they had like, it was almost like a like a Freaky Friday type of thing. You know, a, a switch where they had him and Silverstone switching places, going back and forth. It, it Well, I shouldn't say back and forth, but they ended up switching places to end up where Silverstone came to the real world. Jet Jackson went into Silverstone's world and was basically playing Silverstone. <laughs> and I, I loved that, the fact that they did that so well. And you see Silverstone kind of walking around, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to play this all off as, you know, being that I have some sort of knowledge of what's going on here and just play the spy issue, play the, play the spy role here, you know, in North Carolina. And you kind of got to see that. And I, I liked that. And the, then he had his, um, Oh, who was it? His aunt or his grandma? Yeah. His grandma that finally realized that it wasn't actually jet Jackson. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I could tell by the eyes that that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked that, that she didn't like call him out in front of everybody. She basically said, Oh yeah. You know, I recognized who you were, you know, you're here. I'm not sure why you're here, but you know, things will go on. You'll, you'll find a way to get back and everything will resolve itself in the end. And I love what they did with the grandma in the, in the Silverstone world though. I don't remember with that. She's the villain at the end. Oh, that's right. That's right. In the car. <laughs> oh, oh you got to love alternate reality storylines. You know, it was, it fit together pretty well. I mean, it, it to some extent, it reminded me of a Phineas and Ferb episode, but, <laughs> you know, it kind of reminded me of, of uh, Phineas and Ferb into the second dimension. Yeah. But either way, I still liked I still liked it for what it was. It was really well put together. You know, you got a chance to see Lee Thompson Young kind of interacting with everybody, and you got him. You got a chance to see him playing Jet Jackson, which was kind of him in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because he was growing up in a single family or a single per- yeah. parent family. So you got a chance to see him playing that role. You got a chance to see him acting as the superhero, almost in a sense, as the spy, Silverstone, mm-hmm. and then you got a chance to see them going back and forth and. I really, really liked this movie. I mean, it was it was well put together. Yeah, it was one of those movies where Disney Channel will do this a lot. Um, they did it with a certain super pop star um, back in two thousand something or other seven, eight, nine. I forget when that movie uh, might might have been twenty ten. Um, they they'll do this formula a lot where you have one person in one world that is really fed up with everything and doesn't feel like they're making a difference and doesn't feel like their 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 life is is working out you then switch places with the exact same person or you switch settings with the exact same person and then you realize that hey I didn't have it so bad and yeah it's it's a whole prince and the pauper situation Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, with this, it's a little different because you have Jet Jackson and then you have Silverstone, who, in Silverstone's world, it's not just a TV show. It's actually real. It's a real world. Right. Which is what I really enjoyed about the movie as far as that goes. Well, I mean, and, and you kind of got that feeling like that was one of the things I liked about, you know, the famous Jet Jackson is that you see him and everybody in town was kind of recognizing him when he first showed up as. Hey, hey, that's Silverstone. Silverstone, come sign this. Come sign that. And he's like, um, you know, guys, I just want to be Jet Jackson. I just want to be me. I want to be, you know, I want to go out on the farm. I want to see all the stuff. And he wanted to be a regular guy. And that was what was different about it. I, I liked how they put that together. And then they still had him being the Silverstone role. Exactly. So. Yep. Uh. You know, one thing I did hate, though, is that Disney, <laughs> yeah, uh, Disney has this thing. Fortunately, they've kind of stopped doing this, but at the time, they basically only ran 65 episodes of a show, and 
that was it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why Jet Jackson just kind of went away all of a sudden. It was like, oh, you know, for some reason they didn't want to continue it on, even though it was very popular. I, I still don't get that. You know, I mean, when you look at it, you had, oh, what was it? Um, let me see. I mean, it won. It was nominated in 1999 and 2000 for tons of different Young Artist Awards. It won the Best Performance in a TV Comedy Series Supporting Young Actress. Uh, Carrie Duff won that as the Young Artist mm-hmm. Award in 1999. Uh, 2001, it won the Parents' Choice Awards uh, for the Silver Honor for Famous Jet Jackson, which, you know, that, that says something right there. If parents are that well into this, and, you know, let's not be... Let's not look away from the point that this really was kind of a, a a violent in a sense for Disney. I mean, you had a lot of action going on. You had fighting, whatnot going on with the Silverstone, but you got a chance to step back and see a different side of the roles there. Well, yeah, but I mean the silver, like in the show itself, in the episodes themselves, the Silverstone scenes weren't as, as violent as people might remember them being. They really weren't. There was maybe, because what they would do is they would start it off as if he had already acted a part of the scene and then like, you know, they they played it off because it's Hollywood and oh, what yeah. they how, how they played it off was they're like, you know, the director or whoever, okay, Jit, baby, you're, you're driving along in the car, you're driving along and it's going to go off a cliff because, you know, the car, you know, somebody planted a bomb on the car and you see the car almost going off on the cliff and they'll do that freeze frame or freeze in midair. Yep. And then they'll pull back and you'll see it's a set and his stunt double will come in and, <laughs> you know, I, I, I obviously do that thing. So I don't really think that Jet Jackson was was all that violent, even for the Disney Channel. I don't I, I think the movie stretched it a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't bad. It was still good. And I mean, as much as the Disney Channel is known for being children's programming, you needed in a show like this, you needed that action. Yeah, and it worked. That's the thing is it it was not too over the top. It wasn't – you got a chance to see the other side of it where it was kind of like, okay, kids could see this and go, this is real life. This is fake, mm-hmm. which I think was actually really nice. And it, it was teaching – you know, it was that borderline helping kids kind of go along as well as it being the – the preteen teen juncture. I mean, it was, you had this and you had stuff like Lizzie McGuire, which God help me. I couldn't stand that show, <laughs> but I, mean, I <laughs> it depends. Uh, the show was, I, I find McGuire was kind of like the, early 2000 like if you weren't if you didn't grow up in the 80s and you don't know about a certain kid uh and and his posse who skipped school for a day and went to chicago (laughs) yeah all over the place um lizzie mcguire is one of those staples of you know freeze frame television where which i liked it better this way where it was an animated version of her that would you know constantly stop a scene and say hey whoa wait a minute Um, so it wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and and, and say that it it wasn't great. It wasn't a great series, but it wasn't as bad as something like what they have going now. Like I didn't do it or, um, what was the other one they tried recently? Um, they tried Steam. No, 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 no. That's Disney XD. No, they tried doing a series of pranks. They, they tried doing a punked version for Disney Channel, and it was like oh. punking your parents, and you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, Jed Jackson. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I just don't think. Like, it, if Disney had given, if Disney Channel had given an actual explanation, like budget's too much we can't afford which i don't know how they couldn't afford like anytime disney says oh my god this show's costing us too much money there's a problem because they own everything yeah um (laughs) but it's one of those things where if it really was that that unwritten rule of once you reach 65 episodes that's it 
um, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe by the time the end of the series, maybe all the actors wanted to go on to something else. Who knows? Um, yeah. But it was still a really, really fun show. I wish that they would still. I wish they would do like a a mini marathon of it. I have recently, and this is like usually on the weekends, about some somewhere between one and five a.m. I've seen Disney Channel. I think they call it Rewind or something or other, where I've seen several episodes of Lizzie McGuire on the Disney Channel. I'm hoping to eventually catch Jet Jackson. Oh. On the Disney Channel again in reruns. Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's one show the Disney Channel probably will never show again. And that's because its star went completely non kid friendly and she basically made the MTV Music Awards explode last year. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> Uh, but Lee, Lee Thompson Young, amazing actor. Um, even though I lost track of him after Jet Jackson, I'm very happy that I found him on Rizzolian Isles. And I do want to go back because, like, like I said before, I do want to watch those first two seasons because I know in those first two seasons that at some point Corsac had to save Rizzoli and then Frost had to come in and save her and do some other stuff. So I'm sure he was – I know he was part of – He, I believe he was listed as main role um, Yeah, on that show. Uh, but it's just one of those things where – it's sad that he's gone. We won't be able to see any, you know, further potential that he had. I think if he hadn't killed himself, Rizalian Isles would have gone on to at least six, maybe seven seasons, most likely. Because TNT, they love bringing back show. I mean, they'll. Oh yeah. TNT, USA, TBS. They they uh, unfortunately, in some respects, they tend to beat a dead horse with some of their series. Sometimes, but, you know, I mean, but, silk stockings, but <laughs> hey, now it, it, I think it went on a little too long. That's all you leave Chris and Rita alone. All right. All right. <laughs> First two seasons weren't that bad. After Rob Estes left, it was a little wishy washy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, well, I think I don't have a whole lot more to say, unfortunately. No, uh, I think this is pretty much going to tighten it up here and, and end this. Oh, I, yeah. I know that this is going to be a short episode. That's fine. We've got other things that we're going to be coming up with here in the near future. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I know that you have a bunch of things going on for GeekCast Radio. I did happen to see the little Facebook post that you had today, which hopefully that brings that brings part of an interview for you. The oh, Tom the, <laughs> eh, yeah, possibly. Uh, that Let's that hope. would be cool. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> um, yeah, I just commented on on his on something that that he commented on or that he posted um uh supposedly so yeah hopefully uh it's one of those things where i've found out that it, it depends on who the person is oh yeah but sometimes you don't always have to go through the agent or you know i'm not saying don't go through pre- always try to go through proper channels for interviews but i mean hey you know if I just say it in passing, you know, he posted something about his, uh, we're talking about Tom Ruger for anyone who know, wants to know, we're talking about the guy who created Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and all that stuff. And well, I don't remember if he created Tiny Toons. I don't know. Either way. Um, yeah. uh, he posted about his new series called the seven D, which is basically him taking on fairy tales for the seven D. Um, the seven D means the seven dwarfs. For Disney Channel. I, and you know what? The first episode of that is out on iTunes. I've got to sit down and watch it. <laughs> it's free. i got to sit down and watch it. You know, just because yeah, they've oh. got so many. They, you know, Kevin Michael Richardson, Jess Arnell. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it myself. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned, you know, I, I said, hey, you know, aw- you know, awesome for you. Would love to have you on GCRN at some point. He says, sure, anytime. So... <laughs> Um, there you go. No, we got a bunch of other yeah. stuff coming up on geekcastradio.com. 
Uh, NYR Weekly is still going. Uh, Mass Mayhem is finally returning after a two-year two-year hiatus. Oh Woo-hoo! my god, that show! <laughs> Thankfully, that show because I had to actually replace Optimus Solo on that, which he was fine with because he's not interested in the cartoon anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I got longtime I got longtime GCRN fan Tim Silvers to endure the the bad cartoonage with me. That show production wise is going to take us two months to finish because we're going to record oh, two episodes, two episodes at a time. <laughs> it's oh that bad. man! Um, uh, you know, Tales of Attorney has got a new episode coming out. Um, the pull bag keeps going strong. Uh, let's see what else. I know you're um, still looking for writers. Yeah, we're still looking for writers. You can go to geekcastradio.com. Just look for Batman's face and click on that, and you can. Uh, uh, see the de- the the details for becoming a writer on the site. Um, we've potentially got a golden age of animation spotlight coming up on Two Cast Beyond. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to Neil yet about doing that. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of content coming out. I've got at least five different reviews that I'm in the middle of writing. So yeah, busy, busy, busy. Plus, I have like eight podcasts to edit. Jesus. I need an assistant, preferably blonde <laughs> and busty. But um, hey, you know, hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wouldn't be bad. Who voices her again? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, I, it's probably Kath Susay or somebody. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. might have been Tress McNeil. One of the two. But uh, so I know that we're gonna have with talking about my generation. We've got some new things coming up. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Dallas, uh, the old mm-hmm. and the new. Uh, we've got some stuff. We're gonna be picking back up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, coming up here just for Comic Con. I am waiting with bated breath. Yes, my breath stinks that bad. Uh, I am waiting for the Comic Con programming schedule to post which supposedly will hit sometime next week, sometime the week of, of July 8th. Uh, so I'm waiting to see that. Once I have that, I will be starting to post up where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be running around. Uh, I will actually, I bought a new recorder. I bought a Zoom H4N recorder, so I'm going to be able to go around with my digital recorder and actually interview people standing in line hopefully using it to get some interviews possibly with some voice actors if they'll if they're willing you know mm-hmm. you never can tell so you know uh i i'm going to try and pick up bill farmer i'm going to try and get some of this uh some of the uh tune recordings that they do they have uh like i don't want to say i know that voice but it's they do like a read yeah. and every 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 day well every saturday and sunday they do a read with big name voice actors and it's, it's, you know, Kevin Michael Richardson or it's Jess Harnell or, uh, Neil Ross, or, I mean, they, they get a bunch of them together. Mark Evanier pulls them together and they all talk about something where maybe they'll do uh, Cinderella or they'll do Hansel and Gretel or they'll do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They have a, a plain basic script and it doesn't change. But when they do this, it's hilarious because they put their own little spin on each of the characters. They have their own voices that they start throwing in. Uh, last year, I saw Maurice LaMarche do this. And every time he was talking, he was doing a different character, which was just absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see them do more pop culture, geek culture stuff with it. Um, I know at the Emerald City Comic Con a couple of years ago, it was... Um, the entire panel, it was Rob Paulson, Kevin Conroy, Tara Strong, Jim Cummings. Uh, I think Maurice was there as well. They did, um, they all did Star Wars in their most popular character voices. Oh, Jesus. And it's it's Bubbles as Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. I could see <laughs> you, have you Have you never seen this? No, I'm going to have to go find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they read through... The episode four script, the, uh, <laughs> the like the first five pages of the New Hope script, um, oh. like the beginning scene. Um, yeah, it's it's friggin' awesome. Oh, I'm gonna have to look for that. I I know that there's a bunch of stuff coming out. You know that that. Oh, I can't forget. We have coming up something that I have to watch coming up here in the next three weeks. I think it is. 
is the Star Wars episode of Phineas and Ferb, so I have to yeah. pull that. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing, especially since I was at the announcement last year when they made the announcement for that episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me tell you, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Blew the doors <laughs> off of everything Disney-related. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Um so we've got we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're gonna have you know a pre and post Comic Con 2014 coverage. Uh, after that, I know we've got in October we've got um, more baseball stuff that we're gonna be covering. Yeah, um, October is baseball month. Yeah. Jeez, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You know, going back 30 years. This is uh, 30 years from this year is the Natural being released. Jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, there, there's so much that we can cover, so much that we can cover. And please, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys have any suggestions, email us, mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Go to the website, mygeneration.com. Leave us a message there. Uh, you know, tell us what you want to hear. We'll be happy to talk about it. We love suggestions. I have a bunch, but I'd love to hear what people want to hear. Uh, also, please go and leave us feedback on iTunes. That does help us out in the ratings. Uh, we've got we've only got a couple so far. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page right now, and you can like us on Facebook. We have actually we're up to sixty nine people. Uh, I have uh, Joe Simon that added on Katie Platine. Uh, gosh, there's there's a bunch that I have added on here, and let me see if I can spot it here. No. Unfortunately, I have too many. <laughs> um, where is it? But there's there's a lot of people that I want to thank, and I, I apologize if I'm forgetting anybody here. It's not on purpose. <laughs> uh, but we are still, if you go and like us on Facebook, I am still going to be giving away the, uh, I, in fact, I have it right here in my hand, the Mattel Batman from 2002. Uh, it is an exclusive to San Diego and Wizard World. Uh so we will have that to be giving away. So please go and like us there. Once we hit 100, I will give that thing away. Uh, that's basically it. We're going to go ahead and close out the show here with, with some nice remembrance stuff for Lee Thompson Young, a little bit of Jet Jackson, uh, a little bit of Rizzoli and the Isles music here for you, and we'll close that out. Come on, he's the famous Jet Jackson! Well, saving is the game. Silverstone is the name. Secret agent status. Then he's on the move He has to have breakfast in his dressing room And knock, knock, five minutes to chill Gonna make a plan, it's time here Take one, take two Everybody's telling him what to do It's a great big prize to pay To be the man, so listen to what I have to say